are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're talking about how to avoid tragedy in the lives of individuals and specifically the text was why tragedy happens to Christians. But we've kind of turned that around. We're calling it how to avoid tragedy to come into the lives of individuals. Now we've talked about several different things. We talked about the kindling of the destroying fire. And in this session we want to talk about chapter 4, those that oppose themselves. Now, whether you realize it or not, there are many of you that are listening to this and being taught that are opposing yourselves because of things that you say, not knowingly maybe, but nevertheless, it's just as powerful whether you know it or whether you don't know it. You know, there's an old saying, you've heard it and I have too, says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that's not right because words will kill you. If you don't know about it, somebody said, what I don't know won't hurt me. That's the thing that usually gets you in more trouble than anything, the things that you don't know. So those old adages are just simply not true in everyday life. So we need to know some things about God's Word and the power of the Word of God to deliver us from bad situations. And that's what we want to get into. I want to read from Second Timothy. Paul, writing to Timothy, makes... Uh, statement here. In fact, he just preaches a mini-sermon, I suppose you'd call it, in the second chapter of Second Timothy. And he gives us some insight into some things. And I want us to begin with verse 24, Second Timothy 2 and verse 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Now I want you to listen to what the Apostle Paul says. In meekness instructing those, those that teach the word of God, that minister the word of God, must do it in meekness. Now you know, you've all seen it, we've all seen people that, had some truth all right. They had some great revelation from the Word of God. But their attitude, their cockiness of teaching it, and the way that they went about it, they just turned everybody off. I mean, nobody wanted to listen to them. When really there wasn't anything wrong with what they said, as far as that's concerned, it was the way they said it. So Paul says, in meekness instructing those. The servant of the Lord must not strive. You can't afford to get in strife. Now, I'll tell you quite frankly, it's easy to get in strife when you're teaching the Word of God because there's a lot of people that want to argue with you and debate about the Word of God. You'll have people say, well, yeah, I know, but here's the way I believe it. Well, it doesn't matter what they believe. I mean, if it doesn't agree with the Word of God, it's wrong. Whatever they believe, if it doesn't agree with the Word of God, it's wrong. And sometimes you just like to be able to just crack people's skull open and stuff the Bible in it, you know, and just sew it back up. But you can't do that. 
The servant of the Lord must not strive, must not get in strife, but be gentle to all men, apt to teach, and patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. So when you begin to teach God's Word and share the Word of God, it's imperative that we do it in an attitude of love and that we do it in an attitude that people will receive it. You see, it doesn't really matter how much revelation you have and how much knowledge of the Word of God you have, if you're not able to transmit that knowledge over to another individual or to other people, then it's not really doing a whole lot, you see, for other people. And no matter how much you teach or how much you preach, if people don't receive what you preach, then it's not of any benefit to them. It's like someone said, you know, some people just rub the cat the wrong way every time. Now, I think it was John Osteen that made this statement. He said, now, if I'm rubbing the cat the wrong way, he said, let the cat turn around. Well, (laughs) that sounds good, all right, but you know, a lot of the cats won't turn around. We can say the Word of God and teach the Word of God and teach it right, but do it with an attitude that it doesn't rub people the wrong way. And I think that's important that we understand that our attitude in delivery of God's Word and the teaching of the Word of God must be in accordance with what God's Word says here. And Paul's giving Timothy some good advice. He says, If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Now see, there's a lot of people that just simply won't acknowledge that the Word of God is true or that the thing that you preach from the Word of God is true. And the reason many times is because that they don't want to line up with the Word of God. They want to do it their way. And you see, that's one of the common problems in the church today, in the body of Christ, is that we just kind of want to make up our own rules as we go instead of doing what God's Word says and lining ourselves up with the Word of God. Quite frankly, it's very evident that if what we believe doesn't line up with the Word of God, then we're going to have to change because God changeth not. He's not going to change just because our experience says something else. So he said in verse 26 that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Now I want us to zero in on this verse for a little bit because there are some things that you cannot recover people from. You can teach them the word of God. It's like the old saying, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can share the word of God with people. And you can pray and seek God and deliver it in the manner that God would have you to. But as far as being able to deliver people in some situations, you just simply can't do it. You can give them the Word of God, then it's up to them to deliver themselves or recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. And it is the devil that holds people in bondage. So you see many people that always want you to pray the prayer of faith for them. Well, now that is scriptural. You can pray the prayer of faith for people at times. But then, right on the other hand, people that are grown up in the Lord, not young Christians anymore, when they're young Christians, it's easy sometimes to get your faith to work for others and get them delivered from bad situations. But then, when they have grown up in the Lord and had time to get into the Word of God and understand some things for themselves and put into practical application what God's Word says and they haven't done it, It's hard then to be able to pray the prayer of faith and deliver those people from bad situations because it's time then for them to be able to recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. And if they haven't developed themselves in that, then 
most probably they'll never be delivered from it until they do develop themselves in it because God's not just going to use your faith or our faith to deliver people all the time when they should have learned how to do it on their own. So many people, because they think God's going to deliver them, they just kind of leave it all up to God. Well, when you leave it all up to God in that situation, you see, you really haven't left it up to God, you've left it up to the devil because the devil's going to have free course in that life of that individual because they just haven't done anything. You see people all the time that are saying, well, I'm just waiting on God. I remember several years ago, a certain individual said that to me. I saw him four or five years later. And they said, well, I'm still just waiting on God. <laughs> and I said to the fellow, I said, have you ever stopped to think maybe God's waiting on you? Why don't you make a decision? And you know, the fellow got to thinking about that. And later on, he said, you know, I think you may be right. Well, I'm sure I was right to a certain degree because many people are waiting on God and they're really not waiting on God at all. God's been waiting on them all these years to make some decision. So we must learn to recover ourselves out of the snare of the devil. Many times people don't understand that. They think that it's all something somebody else will do. If I have a problem, I'll run and get the evangelist or the pastor to pray the prayer of faith. And certainly, we do need to pray for people and add our faith to theirs. But you see, there's some things involved in being able to be delivered from the power of the devil than just what meets the eye sometimes. Because some of the things that we speak at times keep us in bondage. It holds us in bondage. I remember there was a lady that, a friend of ours, came to visit some of her friends there, and my daughter happened to be in the, there at the house, and said she came through the yard, and the children were playing out on the swings out front on the swing set, and some of her children stopped there and began to play with them. And she said to them, now, said, y'all just watch. One of you going to get hurt as sure as the world. Well, now, you see, she went right on in the house after she got through prophesying. And less than five minutes, one of the kids come in with his head laid open, hit by a swing. Well, now, you see, somebody said, well, now, you see, she warned them of that. Well, did she warn them of it or did she speak it into existence? I mean, did she just play into the devil's hands? Now, let me show you what I'm talking about. And this is where I'm talking about recovering yourself out of the snare of the devil. There are many Christians that are stating certain things and proclaiming and decreeing things that those words are being used by the devil and the devil operates on those words. Matthew, the 16th chapter, Jesus said to Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, this is the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind will be bound. Now, one translation says it this way. Whatever you have authority to bind on earth is what's already bound out of heaven. Well, now stop and ask yourself, what is that? Well, the things that are bound out of heaven are evil and sickness, disease, poverty and troubles and problems and all of that. There's none of that in heaven. Sickness and disease couldn't be from God because there's not any there. It's the work of the enemy. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week, we have a CD offer number 7112, Tapping the Tree of Life. Single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. 
a total $11. In the book of Proverbs, in chapter 3, verse 18, it talks about the tree of life, and it says, Wisdom is a tree of life. It says, She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. So wisdom becomes a tree of life. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge rightly and to do what the Word of God says to do. Because if we follow the Word of God, it becomes a tree of life. And then in Proverbs, the 11th chapter, verse 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Proverbs 18:20 says, Man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Well, now what does that mean? Well, it's talking about the Spirit. You remember Jesus said, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He's talking about the human spirit, not the stomach. So man's spirit shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Now, what we speak and proclaim based on the authority of the Word of God becomes a tree of life to us. Wisdom is a tree of life. And God's Word is wisdom. There is power and anointing in the Word of God. You remember in the Garden of Eden, Adam could eat of the tree of life, but he didn't. He ate of the tree of the knowledge of blessing and calamity and was put out of the garden. That's offer number 7112, Tapping the Tree of Life. Single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. one 877 396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.